Sav. How are you? Are you caffeinated? Uh, I was heavily caffeinated this morning. Things have slowed down. <laughs> just, I've just had a little snooze, so um, nice. I'm, I'm on the up. I'm on the up. Cool. So, you know, last night we did the flying armbar challenge. It was the first challenge. We did. Sav's stories. I think it went well. I I thought it looked good. It's on it's on Insta. We had an amazing uh, response to it. You know, how did it feel for doing a flying armbar on Christian again? Not like it did in two thousand and eighteen. <laughs> let me tell you that. <laughs> I don't. I, <laughs> it was it was, uh, it was a lot harder to jump up. I don't have the flexibility, um, and I don't know whether I'm getting shorter and he's getting taller. But it seemed like a long way up to grab that arm. But it was fun. It, it was fun. It looked um, good. It was so straight in. And also yeah. really exciting, uh, also at the Academy yesterday, we had Vicky's second yoga session, right? Yes, yes. And I, I love, I, I, I've been, I love it. I think it's a great addition to before and after, um, you know, uh, lunchtime sessions. What, what do you think? Where are your thoughts on this one? Oh, I think it's outstanding. I'm really proud of her. She's taken this on. It's something, you know, like Vicky's, you know, just, she's, she's just turned 50. Uh, she's got the kids and she works with the special needs and she's constantly impressing me with this stuff she does. Um, you know, she just does, does this on her own accord. Uh, so she's done a self-defense course. She's done uh, yoga for BJJ, which she's now putting on classes on after the classes during the week, which is absolutely fantastic for the students. Uh, life's so fast. We're moving. We're, you know, we're, we're constantly got to be somewhere. We're time poor. But rolling straight after the class, a lot of the guys will sit around on the mats, have a chat and so forth. Vicky thought that's a you know perfect place to put this class on. Uh, we had up to 15 to 16 people in the first class, and the demand for it is huge. Very exciting. Uh, very, very exciting. And just to let you know, this week's challenge, Vicky is going to come up with a yoga pose. And we are going to be asking you to do it during one of the sessions uh, yeah. next week to see what happens. Uh, and uh, Of course she, you are. She... <laughs> hey, true story. I do remember some of the guys turning up in wetsuits. <laughs> I do remember walking into my first class and thinking, this is ridiculous. <laughs> So, Sav, this episode, our first outside of Gracie Botany guest, and it you told me from the start, I asked you, who do you want your first outside guest to be? And you said, it has to be Lucas Sachs. It has to be Lucas Sachs. <laughs> and the word mentor was thrown around in there somewhere. Tell me who Lucas Sachs is to you. Uh, mate, Lucas, Lucas and I, uh, we, we, we've only known each other a few years. Uh, he arrived from Brazil. Um, with great anticipation to uh, lead headquarters, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu and Alexandra. I was currently teaching there at the time, running the fundamental program. And, um, you know, Lucas got a certain presence about him. Um, you know, when he walks in the room, he, he's a very strong-looking character, um, but probably one of the most pleasant, kindest people you'd ever meet. We built a relationship very quickly. Um, you know, I just – I was really overwhelmed by his presence, by his – just his purity, you know, it is what it is. It's black, it's white, it's day, it's night. And and I learned a lot from him in that short time we got to work together before he moved over to our time and uh, to where he runs a very, very successful academy now. And I've been fortunate enough to be there to be teaching at his academy. Right. Uh, he just recently came to Botany to do a class, um, which was absolutely mind-blowing. Uh, so our relationship's built from there and, uh, you know, we're going to go through life and we'll always be, you know, beside each other. I'm very honoured to have this man 
in my life. And he's here now with us, but I just want to interject and say that I was lucky enough to have to go over to Gracie Artaman this past Monday and do a session with Lucas, and it's one of the toughest warm-ups I've ever done. <laughs> I, I, it, it was He's laughing already. Lucas, thank you so much for having me, and welcome to the podcast. How are you? Hey, how are you, Benny? How are you, Sam? Uh, first of all, thank you guys for inviting me to be here with you guys. Um, I'm here. The, the first two episodes was amazing. And thank you for your words, Sam. So today, let's start like a, uh, as a Sam fanatics. So that's a huge honor to be here with you. <laughs> and You're too kind. You're too kind. <laughs> We've got Lucas at a really interesting moment. He is, I think, a day or two away from competing. Tell Sav, mm. where's he competing? Because I'm, as a white belt, I'm not um, across this yet. Yeah, so Lucas and myself, um, we're traveling. I'm, I'm not actually traveling with Lucas. I'm traveling with my family. He's traveling with some of his students. But uh, we're going down to Melbourne for the IBJJF uh, Pan Pacific Jiu-Jitsu Championships. Uh, Lucas will compete uh, on Friday in the black belt division. Um, and you know, it's just, I, I, I've got a couple of questions for him actually, but, um, yeah, that's pretty much what we're doing for the weekend. And I'm really excited. Also my son, Connell will be competing down there as well. He'll be doing his last tournament as a child before he moves into that old division. So it's look, having a close, a really close friend in Lucas competing in the black belts and also my son, I'm very excited for the weekend ahead. Can you give us a sense just before we go into these questions, about this competition, give us a sense of how big it is in terms of jiu-jitsu and Brazilian jiu-jitsu in, t- in terms of like Australian competition, because I've traveled up with you to the Central Coast competition and I've mm. gone to a few at Sydney Uni. Where does this fit into all of that? Uh, it's one of the biggest, if not the biggest, um, you know, in the no-gi side of things, you've got the ADCCs and so forth, but uh, IBJJF, International Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Federation, uh, they manage and run this competition. Uh, this competition, um, obviously IBJJF are worldwide, so for them to be managing this competition in Australia and putting their footprint here, it's it's a fairly big deal. Um, so, yeah, it's it's pretty major. It's probably one of the, the premier tournaments in Australia of the year, so it's big. Awesome. And... Let's get into asking Lucas these questions because I, I've got like a whole stack of his achievements in front of me. I don't know if he knows. I've just found bjjheroes.com. Are you, either of you aware of this website? Yes. Yeah, I, I just found it and it's got a, a, a really long list of all his achievements. It's super impressive. So let's go. Let's get into it. I know that, um, Sav, you have a question about how he prepares. So I'd love to hear the answer. Yeah, uh, look, I, I wanted to ask uh, Lucas this because I did discuss this with you the other night at the Academy, Benny. Um, yeah. I guess the main thing I wanted to ask you, Lucas, and I know from my experiences, I was competing for uh, close to 15 years uh, locally and internationally, and I was talking to Benny about you, and the thing that I wanted to ask you is, I, you know, I know with competition – uh, for myself, uh, I know when I was competing, I was extremely selfish. I was only focused on me. Um, now, what I wanted to ask you, Lucas, is I know you're juggling a very successful, busy academy, uh, and you're also getting ready to uh, fight in Melbourne, you know, in two days. Uh, so, and you're also getting some students ready. So how, how do you, 
find the time to focus on you? And how do you, you know, what's your preparation leading into this whilst managing an academy? I, I just, you know, I'd really like to hear your opinion on this. Oh, that, that's a good question. Uh, so now I'm, I'm a master. I'm 41 years old. Uh, first of all, for, uh, before I signed up for this competition, my last competition was in 2019. I just, uh, after I arrived in Australia. And it's a long period. My, I think it's my, my, my prime time is finishing 2014. Let's see this way. So basically, like after that, like I, I change a little bit. Like I understand as a, exactly what you say about like when I go to compete, you have to be selfish. You have to look after yourself and keep your focus. And this this happens with me a lot uh, in the past. And I was like a little bit like I struggling to, to register myself in competition because in my mind, like uh, my memories, my muscle memories, like I have to train hard. Like I, when you used to compete like uh, the worlds, like in Black Belt, the worlds you used to do like uh, for two months, 10 rounds, 10 minutes, like uh, for two months before the competition. Like uh, that's what happened. I said, look, I cannot do this anymore because if I do this once, I, I, need, I need one week break to recover myself. So I change uh, my mindset uh, and also my goals, my focus. And when I realize, like, um, and that, that, that's an interesting thing because when you, I, I, I used to say to my students, I'm downhill, you guys uphill. So I have to understand my limitations, my age, and I'm going to face some guys like probably in the same situation than me. They probably have some surgeries, they have some injuries, and... Yeah. And like, it's the challenge, like, uh, my camp is, um, was a master camp. It wasn't, it wasn't, uh, adult and high level camp. I know I'm pretty sure about this. Uh, I'm going prepared. I'm going to, to smash them. That's my <laughs> plan. All right. But, but I'm not afraid to lose. If you're afraid to lose, don't go anywhere. All right. I don't care if I lose, I'm going to, I'm going to smile in the end. I'm going to give a big hug on them. But of course I'm going to sell this very expensive. So I'm not, I, I'm ready for the results. All right. So if happens, happens. And that it will be fun. Like I'm missing this adrenaline. Like now two days I woke up like, I like just okay, two days to go. Let's see. And unfortunately, there's no one in super heavy, my division under 100. So I had to move up uh, to over 100. So it will probably be, be a National Geographic challenge, right? I, I'm me against the rhinos and hippopotamus. I don't know what's coming for me. Jurassics. And I'm ready. I have to. I have. I have to, uh, and that's like I'm. I'm thinking on that. Uh, I believe in my jiu-jitsu. I believe in my techniques. I believe in my skills. But as soon as I read the opponent and manage the situation. Uh, it will be easier to me to to like a, to keep going on the on the on the match because you'll be a different jujitsu. It's not like a simple role because you're probably extra large guys. So that's it. I'm excited. I'm excited and and and, yeah, and, and, and literally mm-hmm. like um, I know who stay with me and who want to do everything uh, the best for me. It's very proud already, mm-hmm. and that's why I say like yeah. I, I push a lot my students, but. Always yeah. before they enter on the on the mat area, I'm always give a big hug on them and say, "Look, I'm very proud of already. For me, you are a, a winner, and I think they think the same for me. They are very happy. Absolutely. And, 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 Absolutely. and I like to what I like to see is like a, how confident they are on me. 
Everybody said, nah, yeah. you'll be fine, you'll be fine. I said, really? That's cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. excited. I was just going to say, just it's 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 really nice to listen to his mindset in regards to this right. because, as mentioned, when I was taking these approaches, you know, look, I was extremely selfish, and I just, you know, it's really interesting to listen to Lucas. It's reflective of what I think of him as a person, as a man. You know, he's very very relaxed, and his approach to this is very professional. And uh, you know, I must commend him for that because. You know, it is difficult. This is something that when you do step in there, you're definitely in a position where you're testing yourself at the highest level. So, you know, he's taken a very humble approach to this. And, you know, Lucas, I hope you don't mind me saying this, but, you know, he's just recently had a beautiful baby girl. Um, You know, his mother's here to visit. Uh, He's running the academy. You know, there's a lot of things that are happening aside from this. So uh, I know I'm kind of piggybacking what I said earlier, but for him to step up and even consider this at this stage, it's um, it's tremendous. It's like very, very proud of this guy. And I can't wait to be standing beside him. And um, I don't know how much his students are going to be able to hear him because I generally scream pretty loud. So this will be good. <laughs> and you know what? My mom is in town and and my mom yep. always hates jiu-jitsu because, of course, a lot of injuries, a lot of trips, a lot of uh, uh, hard situations and and she said, like, why are you doing this? And my wife, you should, why do you want to raise yourself? And that's <laughs> yeah. it. That's my life. Hey, they know me. Like, yeah. I, I'm doing I'm, I'm doing more time jujitsu than I wasn't. So that's it. Absolutely. That's it. I love it. I, I want to say that I saw you on Monday, and I was lucky enough to train with Martin. So thank you for that. That was an awesome experience for me, training with Martin. And... But you're not. I saw you, Lucas. You're not. There's no downhill for you. I, you're 41. I'm 45. Right. I'm down the bottom of the hill. Right. You're you're doing you're doing great. And uh, but I do have a question as a white belt. Um, I'm wondering. You know, I go to these tournaments. I go to watch. I go to cheer on Gracie Botney and Gracie. Um, and I'm nervous for my my friends who are competing. You know, but when you when on the day of your on, of the competition, how do you set yourself up? Do you have a specific thing that you go through? Do you, is there like a special, do you have, you don't, if you don't want to share it with us, you know, if it's a secret recipe, I don't, don't, but do you, do you eat breakfast or do you avoid it? Yeah, or? like, yes, that, 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 that's a good question. Everyone have your own different ways and different mood. And of course, who started jujitsu now, uh, probably they created their own mood. And you yeah. create your own mood when you be successful on that. Like, uh, you try to create like a routine if you win, you're okay, you keep it. And if you lose, you change the routine. So basically like this. Like, uh, and of course, like, uh, unfortunately for me, when I wake up on the, in the comp day, like uh, I'm not hungry. That's like, I was a problem for me because I'm not like, my body, like I say, okay, I have to go to, to war and I'm not hungry. So I force myself to eat as soon as I can to at least do a, a good, meal before i go to venue because in the venue like ah the food is always i feel like the food is here and no food like uh, so i force myself to eat all right yeah and and i force myself to warm up because you always feel you are tired uh before the company oh i'm tired i'm gonna keep my my energy but is the is is wrong you, you need to sweat you need to put your heart rate high for like a push the the blood for your whole body if happened this in the middle of the first match you pop, you block so that's two things very important oh, wow. for me to do a, a, a properly warm up and a properly mm. meal before 
and adrenaline and about adrenaline everybody say oh have fear you have of course everyone have and how good is that how good is the yeah. is the taste like okay it's coming and it's coming everybody watching me and like it's good it's good and and also happened with me at least like I'll say the guy you go to the okay I have to go in the toilet then I go in the toilet to to pee right and then I come back I have to go again I have to go Nervous again pain. and I have to go again yeah and and one point I say look I don't go anymore the the, the last one I'm gonna keep for myself I'm gonna be, <laughs> give me strength for that and like I don't I don't know if it's just with me but happen with me all the time I say like uh, no, nah, me too, me yeah. too. Absolutely, absolutely every tournament. Yeah. I can tell you it happens with me before every white belt class. So, uh, <laughs> uh, now, I've got one more question for you. When you're on the mat, your name's just about to be called out. You're sitting in that corner. I've watched some of my the people who I'm very proud to call friends, people like Chrissy from um, Gracie Botany. They're very focused. What's going on in your head? Are you thinking about... What moves you want to do? You, as a white belt, I have no clue. Uh, you know, are you thinking about what moves you want to do, or you're just trying to clear your mind, or you, you know, you're thinking about a coffee afterwards? <laughs> no, I try. I try to keep in my mind, like uh, for me, I try to keep in my mind, like uh, the victory image, right? I, I, I want to bring the feel the guy raising my hand and everybody saying that that's wow. good. That's how I try to feel like. I, I'm, I want to bring this energy, the winner energy for me, okay? And, and try to keep my mind on, on this, like I said, like raising my hand. I don't know how, like, and it couldn't happen, I know. But, like, I, I try to bring, like, uh, the, the, the winner uh, spirit for me. That's it. And mm. that's basically like this. Wow. Yeah, I think this is just what Lucas is speaking about. It's funny. I, although I've never spoken to him about this personally. Um, one thing I used to do too is visualize. It's I think it must be, you know, pretty pretty common amongst a lot of the practitioners. But I would always visualize myself too with a hand up and so forth. And he's making some really, really good points, you know. So, yeah, amazing. I mean, tell us, Sav, what was your setup? Because, you you know, you've been very successful in competitions. We've just heard Lucas's setup. You know, he you know he he does the P's and he holds in the last P as a you know a success P. What's your mm. what's your um what was your do you remember your setup? Yeah, look, my main idea was as mentioned before. I know we've, we're hearing it re again and again, but just selfishness. Like I really would just commit like full full blown. Um, you know, and and look, I've had experience internationally as well. I used to travel to Brazil you know, every year almost. And, you know, going over there and fighting in Brazil was very, very daunting for me. You've got to remember, this is the birthplace of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So a lot of people would say, Sab, why you go over there? And I say, because I'm terrified. Yeah. And I say, it doesn't make sense. What What do you mean you're terrified? And I say, well, you know what? Like, I want to test myself there. You know, I want to see how I go. And, you know, with Australia being relatively new, uh, new to Jiu-Jitsu and then me traveling over there, I mean, these guys... You know, a lot of these guys use this as an opportunity as a way out. And, you know, once we travel back to Australia, you know, if if we have our jobs and, and so forth, and, you know, this opportunity in Brazil for these guys is, is, a, is a really good opportunity to, you know, make something of this, make a career of this. They also go back to their jobs and houses, but they are so hungry. And, you know, going over there and preparing for that situation was really daunting for me. Um, as Lucas mentioned, I think the lead up for me personally, 
leading into the fight is it's horrific. You know, you've, your thoughts and, you know, you, you, you question, hey, am I going to do this or should I do that? And, um, you know, the best thing for me was actually getting to the tournament and getting on the mats. Once I stood on the mats and, I, and you know, I faced that gentleman, you know, I felt so much better because that's what I'd been waiting for. Um, so, you know, it, my preparation was pretty standard, keeping fit, making sure I was eating the right foods, uh, training hard, of course, is the key. Yeah. Um, yeah, and as Lucas mentioned, plenty of toilets. <laughs> did, did, did you eat on the day of the of the comp? I, um, it's a good point that Lucas brought up earlier in regards to food. I don't generally have an appetite when I when I'm competing. I, it's it's generally non-existent. I also like Lucas. I try and you know I make myself eat in the morning because look, you know you, you got to understand like a lot depends on draws and so forth. Like you, how many competitors do I have in my draw? Do I have one fight, four fights, six fights? Look, if I'm having a, a draw with a lot of people in, I want to try and eat something sustainable. It's going to give me a lot of energy because again, as Lucas mentioned, when you go in and you know it starts, I mean the intensity in there is second to none. Uh, it's very hard to replicate this, even in intense life sparring in your academy. So when you get in there, I mean, it's go. So if you don't have that that energy, that backup energy, uh, you know, you can gas out really quickly. Um, and then leading into second, third and fourth fights, if you're successful, it can be extremely tiring to the point where you, you basically don't have anything left. So the food is a very, very important part. Last question, I promise, because I, I'm loving this episode. This has been such a learning curve for me. Will you eat on the day of Kainoa's fight, Zev? No, I probably throw up in the toilet. <laughs> really? Look, to be honest, I um to to watch Lucas competing on Fridays. It's um, you know, I'll definitely be nervous for him. You know, when you have someone that you know you know, someone that you care for fighting, it's always very hard to watch. And, you know, with Kainara, exactly the same. I mean, look, I mentioned to you just off air with, with uh, look, Lucas, very experienced, you know, no matter what happens, he's there to fight. Like this is going to be, you know, like he said, win or lose, you know, he's going to turn up 120%. I'm just glad I'm not on the other side of the ring to him, pray to God. Um, but with Kainoa, um, I, he's been doing jiu-jitsu for quite a while now. I'm not nervous of him and his preparation and will he be ready. He'll turn up like Lucas at 120%. But I'll let you know this. When these two guys fight uh, Friday and Saturday, I can absolutely guarantee you this. I can promise you this. I'll be more nervous for them than if I was fighting myself. That's an absolute certainty. I don't know why it's like that, um, but... I just feel, you know, I almost feel sick. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's funny. If it was me there, I would feel bad, but not too bad. But those guys, yeah, definitely makes me feel not so good. I think that's, uh, <laughs> I think that is a fantastic <laughs> end to episode three. Just before I ask Sav to wrap up, I know I speak on behalf of everybody at Gracie Botany, Lucas. When I wish you all the best, we'll be yes. watching. We'll be we'll be we'll be cheering you on. And same for Kainoa, who's, you know, just a, a fan favorite, a Gracie Botnitz for anybody who knows him, which is everybody who walks in the door. Yeah. So, I've got a, uh, just very briefly, just before we do check out, I know you, I, you know, I know you say to me, say, we've got a cut when I say it. I've actually got a photo Lucas mentioned earlier in the conversation about his first tournament in Australia. Yeah. Well, it's very funny because Kainoa competed on the same card in ADCC trials. 
Lucas and Connell both won. I actually have a video of both of them together after the win. So how about we put this on the Instagram? I think we've got to do that straight away. I love that. Uh, let's let's put that up straight away. Lucas, you cool with that? Okay. Yeah, of course. Uh, just like before we finish here, uh, we jumped the, the intro. But like I said, before I moved to Australia, Benny, I watching the videos for the Instagram and I see like who is this guy? <laughs> he's dancing, he's laughing. I see I liked him before I knew him. So who is that guy? Like he's amazing. And and me and my wife, like I said, like oh, look at these guys. And that's it became like a new style, like a, this friendship. And we, we I miss the time when we work together because it's always a big smile, it's always a good energy around it. And you always, uh, just one quick story, you always go in the, you have a Max Brenner behind Alexandria, you go going before the cousin. Okay, let's cut, let's cut now, huh? And Sev, <laughs> Sev always get a, order a piccolo and you stole like some chocolates behind the table. It's just a coffee. <laughs> and one day I, get a... <laughs> I heard you've got a video of that too, Lucas, somewhere. <laughs> you know that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah. put that on the Insta. Yeah, but but but, but basically, I'm, I'm very proud of Sebi, um, of the Seb journey, um, and it's just the beginning. He knows, I know, and he's doing a fantastic job working. The podcast is an amazing idea. I think the instructional Seb fanatic is the next one. So. This guy is unstoppable. <laughs> so I'm very proud of you, Seb, and thanks so much, Ben. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you, mate. Appreciate a lot. Okay, guys, another fantastic podcast. Thank you so much for your time, Lucas. We really do appreciate it. Really wishing you the best of luck on the weekend. Can't wait to see you down in Melbourne. But for now, one, two, three.